0: Since scientists discovered Omicron at the end of November, the variant has rattled markets, closed borders, and sparked a race to understand the new strain.
1: This rate of transmission would characterize the Omicron variant as the most contagious version of the virus. Omicron has 50 mutations. That's more than any other variant, including the highly transmissible Delta variant. That could mean it behaves differently to other variants, but many details are not yet known.
0: And companies like Pfizer and Moderna have been trying to find how to stop it. So what have the last few weeks been like for vaccinologists? It's
1: been pretty busy. (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, I've been in touch with some companies that make the vaccines, some that make treatments for COVID. I think every single one of them started work on this the day of or the day after Omicron was brought to the world's attention. That's our colleague Denise Rowland, who
0: covers vaccine makers. And she says scientists are trying to determine whether the vaccines we already have are good enough or if they will have to develop new ones to target Omicron specifically. And if they do, there's one
1: key thing scientists will need to figure out about this variant. Is it different enough? that we could vaccinate against it specifically and jostle our immune system into fine-tuning itself to Omicron. Welcome to The Journal, our show
0: about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Linebaugh. It's Monday, December 13th. Coming up on the show, COVID variants and how to vaccinate against them. Early in the pandemic, scientists in China sequenced the virus's genome and shared that sequence with the world.
1: Receiving that genome sequence was basically the starting gun for the vaccines that we have in our arsenal today. So companies like Moderna, like BioNTech, that was like the crucial piece of information they needed to start work on their vaccines. So they got that genomic sequence, they started like designing their vaccines And that version of the virus is what forms the basis for all the vaccines that we have today.
0: Even as those vaccines were developed and distributed around the world, scientists knew that the virus would mutate. And they were watching whether the vaccines were strong enough to fight the mutations or whether they would require new, more targeted vaccines, something known as variant vaccines. At the end of last year, scientists identified a mutation that made them concerned.
1: The first one, I think, that really raised alarm bells, it was first identified in South Africa, and we call it the beta variant.
0: The beta variant was alarming because it
1: appeared to get around the vaccines. It did seem to render the vaccines less effective. So that one, I think, really got companies going on investigating, you know, whether they could tweak their vaccine for this beta
0: variant. Scientists needed to run experiments testing if a variant-specific vaccine would do better than the original COVID vaccines. And to do that, they had to watch how the body of a vaccinated person, or a person with antibodies,
1: would mount a defense against the variant. So it's this phenomenon called original antigenic sin, and it's this idea that Our immune systems have this preference to default to the original immune response that we mounted the first time that we encountered a pathogen, when we encounter, like, slightly different versions of it. You can think of the immune response to COVID as a bunch of
0: soldiers getting ready to fight a war. When the war begins, or when your body encounters COVID, these fighters come to attention and mount a response based on the original plan of attack that they were trained to use. Original antigenic sin is like saying a soldier's first fight will dictate how they
1: fight the next time. What that means is that when we encounter, like, variants of a virus, our immune system will come at it with the response that it came at the first variant, which can mean that our immune system's reactions to subsequent variants can be a little bit weaker um, than they are to new ones because we're just kind of putting the same arsenal back at it. So we, we trained our immune system on the first type of virus that we saw, or the first variant of that virus that we saw. The reason it's good is that it's expeditious. It's a way for the immune system to very quickly say, OK, we've seen this before, go, and just reactivate that immune response that it already trained itself to do. For the most part, this memorized
0: battle tactic has proved to be very successful. But scientists started to investigate whether a COVID vaccine specifically made for variants would produce a better immune response than a booster of the original vaccine. Moderna conducted a study on the beta variant using monkeys.
1: There's a paper looking at if you give some monkeys a boost of either the original Moderna vaccine or the one that's been tweaked for beta, you know, do you get a significantly different immune response in those monkeys. Um, The answer was no, it seemed very similar. So the beta-specific
0: vaccine was no better than a booster of the original vaccine. The two treatments had more or less the same result.
1: As long as we're encountering a variant that is similar enough to ones we've seen before, our immune systems are just reawakening our first immune response. And in general, like, that's good enough. The downside of it is that when there are slight variations, it's like our immune system doesn't see them. And it can mean that old immune response, which worked really well for the first variant we saw, you know, might be slightly weaker in the face of a new variant. We're just throwing the like old weaponry at it and not retraining to the new enemy. And new enemies are inevitable
0: because viruses all have the same motives.
1: So what is pretty certain is that viruses mutate and variants will arise sometimes that might coincide with being more harmful to the body it could also coincide with being less harmful to the body so it's the thing that the virus cares about isn't killing us the virus doesn't care if we live or die all it cares about if it had a like consciousness would be to like keep going and keep replicating so whatever makes it as easy for the virus to replicate is what it'll do And while the beta variant was the first to raise
0: alarm bells, a different strain started spreading quickly. The
1: highly contagious Delta variant continues to pick up speed all across
2: the globe. It's more infectious, it's more contagious, and it is driving cases in the community. What we had learned from the prior variants was that the vaccine would prevent transmission, but we were wrong with Delta.
0: The Delta variant was able to break through the vaccine, People who were fully vaccinated were testing positive. So scientists started thinking again about whether they would need to create a new vaccine for Delta or
1: whether a booster of the original was enough. So, you know, Delta, to some degree, is better at getting around our vaccinated uh, immunity than a lot of the earlier variants, but not dramatically so. And certainly our defense against infection got Like pretty blunted against Delta, but you know, the evidence suggests that our protection against serious illness, hospitalization held up pretty well against Delta. Scientists determined that booster shots were the most effective strategy to fight Delta. The basic principle behind boosting is that quantity can kind of overcome a sort of lacking elsewhere. So, you know, sheer quantity of antibody, like as long as, you know, it there's some antibodies in there that will do something against this new variant, you know, can go quite far. Did scientists try to create a vaccine specifically for Delta? So there are Delta-specific vaccines that have, you know, been in the labs of the companies, some have been in clinical trials. But I think, you know, they were testing them, but there wasn't a kind of urgency to roll them out. But then... In late November,
0: scientists identified a new variant that had the most mutations yet, Omicron. And that made vaccine developers wonder, was Omicron going to be the first variant that would need its own vaccine?
2: This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply.
0: This episode is brought to you by Canva. It's time to ditch your old presentation programs at work and try Canva presentations instead. It'll help you create stunning slides in no time. No design experience needed. Just start with one of the designer-made templates or generate something in seconds with AI. Then polish it up and get ready to wow your audience. It's that easy. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at Canva.com. Design for work. Tap the banner to learn more. The Omicron variant triggered a swift reaction around the globe. Scientists identified more than 30 mutations on its spike protein, suggesting
1: it could rapidly spread. They raised the alarm really fast and, you know, got the rest of the world, like, you know, looking at this, tracking cases in their own countries and studying it, trying to figure out as much as they can about it.
0: And once again, the big question on scientists' minds was whether the original vaccine would trigger an adequate defense against Omicron.
1: Because of the number of mutations on the spike, I think a lot of um, immunologists sort of inferred that it was quite likely to partially evade vaccination. I guess, like, in most simple terms, like, the more different the spike is, the less good of a fit the antibodies that we got to the first spike will be to that one. And so you would expect for it to be able to evade vaccination. Pfizer and BioNTech
0: conducted lab experiments on how their original vaccine did against Omicron. The companies released early results last week and found that three doses of their shot were
1: enough to combat the variant, but that two doses were less effective. Those first experiments from Pfizer supported that to an extent by showing that if you've been double vaccinated with Pfizer your immune response is seriously weakened against Omicron. Thankfully, boosting seemed to restore that. But vaccinologists did expect Omicron to render the vaccines less powerful. And the early evidence suggests that that's true. What we don't know yet is whether boosting with the originals will be enough, whether boosting with an Omicron vaccine would be better.
0: Has it revived a conversation about variant vaccines?
1: Yes. So three of the vaccine companies, Pfizer, Moderna and J&J came out pretty quickly to say we're developing a variant vaccine against Omicron. Um, so work is already underway at those three companies. BioNTech, they think they could have at least a kind of uh, experimental version of a Omicron vaccine by January and start, you know, doing tests on it. Moderna as well are you know, starting to, you know, the process of making one and and quite soon there'll be one ready for lab sort of experimental stuff. And the big question around original antigenic sin is maybe there would be no advantage to boosting with an Omicron vaccine anyway, because maybe boosting with an Omicron vaccine would do no more than reawaken our first immune response anyway.
0: You know, as we've seen with Delta, while there's this push to get boosters, the people who are getting the disease, who are getting sick, who are in hospitals are people who haven't gotten the shots at all. Between boosters and first level vaccination, what should be the priority in the face
1: of these variants? Yeah, when you talk to public health people, it's unequivocal. It's vaccinate the unvaccinated. There's a benefit to getting boosted But the benefit of getting your first and second shot is of a greater magnitude. So what are you looking for next in this story? Well, I'm looking forward to the first data that we're going to get in the next few weeks. So we know from that very early Pfizer-BioNTech data that a third dose of the original vaccine seems to do something against Omicron. The big question will be, can we do better by using an Omicron vaccine? So I think we're going to get the first clues about the answer to that question in a few weeks. We'll know in animals probably in January at some point. That will be the first clue. And then we might... I guess it'll take a few more weeks, maybe a couple more months to do it in humans. But we'll get the first clues pretty soon. A lot of brains are working on this right now. And that, I think, will either close off the path to developing a variant vaccine or open the door to pursuing it.
0: That's all for today, Monday, December 13th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.